Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Talk with me, Chef Michael. You already know by now, but this podcast is really about diving in to exactly what's going on in the diet community, in keto, in food, and really having the tough conversations that we need to have. This season, I got lots of awesome guests and there's a lot more coming, so please stay tuned. And if you're interested in learning more about the podcast, go to chefmichael.com and that's chef-michael.com slash podcast. You can also join us after the show for our bonus episode. And I'm gonna basically kick out our guest and talk to you face-to-face, just me, you, and the camera. We'll dive in a little deeper into everything we talked about and I'll respond to what our guest said. Um, So join me over there for the bonus episodes as well as some other cool free content at patreon.com slash chef Michael for a few dollars a month you get to join and get all that bonus content and what's even more special about that is that you're also supporting the podcast it really helps me keep the cameras running and uh and just kind of keeps this going and letting me keep sharing with you so if you're able to join me on patreon it really does mean a lot to me also thank you so much to our sponsor redmond real salt for providing support for the podcast guys you got to be using redmond salt especially if you're on a keto diet because obviously electrolytes are incredibly important and what's cool about redmond salt is that it is completely natural from a dried up ancient seabed in utah and it's got 65 trace minerals which is amazing so you're getting lots of other electrolytes not just sodium when you use redmond real salt i also use it in all my cooking because it tastes good too Um, I could even just like eat it plain, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, Go to redmond.life, not redmond.com, but redmond.life to place an order. You can use the discount code Chef Michael for 15% off. They don't just have salt. They also have a lot of other really cool products like toothpastes and lifestyle, um, you know, beauty goods and things like that, um, if I can get my words right. And of course, they also have electrolyte supplements that you can add to your drinks. So lots of cool stuff at redmond.life. You can also just pick up their regular sea salt at your grocery store now. Just go to the spice aisle where all the salt and stuff is, and you should be able to find some Redmond salt there as well. So definitely check that out. Thanks again, Redmond, for all your support. All right, so our guest today, Desiree, better known as Keto Ass B on Instagram, um, is just a, a personal friend that I've gotten to know. She's been a big part of the Instagram community for a long time. I absolutely adore her. Um, I love the sort of energy that she brings to the space and how much she shares her life. And I think she's got a lot of insight. So I'm curious to see where the conversation goes today. As you guys know, I don't pre-plan these episodes. I don't have an agenda. It's just a conversation. That's why I called it the talk. So let's uh, bring Desiree up on stage and we'll have a little chat. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Is that better? Hella better. Welcome back. Yay. <laughs> yay, 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 yay. Uh, I know Kevin has like the, the best computer. He got the good setup. Well, um, we're gonna try this again. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Raise a Me glass. Too. We're gonna raise it, okay. raise it up. Another coffee. My espresso's already in there. I was like, oh, let's get it. So um well, I think I think. There's no shame in showing the imperfections. So for the audience listening, this is our second attempt. Who? Number two. Number two. We had a we had a whole conversation before and it was it was uh it was a pretty good one. And then we're like, oops, just kidding. Oops. Yeah. And oops. and and, and there, I mean we're not gonna be able to recreate the the beauty that was. But um, right. we'll just we'll just wrap. We'll see where it goes. Um for sure. 
I, I, you know, I thought it was a lot of fun. So we'll try again. I hope you don't mind uh, trying for version two. <laughs> Not at all. I enjoy a little, a little chat time with with Michael over here. So a little, a little it's talk, all... a little talk, a little coffee, a little coffee to talk. We're good. So. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I gave you a little bit of an introduction, but. Um, okay. The the world famous Desiree Fredrickson, aka Keto oh Asby. Um, welcome back to the show. So glad to be back here. It's only been what, like uh 48 hours, maybe? 40 hours, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe 40 enough, hours. Enough, you know, a this time stretch. this time coming at you from Hubby's uh studio. <laughs> yeah, because that other one, I don't know what was going on with that computer. I I like I told you, I I'm pretty savvy on social media, but you give me actual electronics or anything else, it's like I'm like I'm just dumb. I don't understand. Like I cannot read directions. I can't connect things. And so I basically like you know how like when you do things, you just kind of like Oop, like you freeze up and you're like I don't know what I'm doing. So that's what I get. I just give it to him and he figures it all out. So I do. I do. So I mean, I am. There's some things like I'm okay with kind of basics of computing. I I did a little tech like some years back, but like. Mm-hmm. All this beautiful things happening right now on screen, I can take zero credit for. <laughs> um, Dan, my producer, is a genius, and he put all this together for me. And it was so funny because we did it from a distance. So I had like, oh my gosh, I wish you could see how, first of all, how low budget this whole setup is. But second of all, like him. You're full of me. He's in like San Antonio. I'm here in Austin, uh-huh. which is like maybe an hour and a half apart. So I had like my cell phone on FaceTime and he was like trying to see the room and direct me and moving lights. Oh and God. so there's one, two, three lights and a camera and a computer and a mic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty legit, but also like. No, it looks from where I'm where, from where I'm at. Like I said, remember I told you last time I said you are glowing. You have a nice little backlit with the back black backdrop. I'm like, I need to get me one of those. Like I need to always do like little stories or like things with like a back like with a, a halo around me just you know <laughs> um nothing on my copy with a halo well, meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile the drag queen filter and the others that you use will suffice you know if i could literally just be in one filter all day like for the rest of my life it would probably be that one like if i could just switch that on it's such like a good mood is it good oh yeah it's good do you because- um, no, I don't think come, we need headphones, right? Come say hi. Come say hi. Come oh, yeah. He wants to say, come say hi. You're, it's not, reco- it's a podcast. So no one's going to record you, babe. Hi. <laughs> I just caught up. I was like, you need to wake your ass up. I'm about to get in this podcast. It's your turn to get with these kids and the dogs. How's it going, this, Michael? This is, this is keto-ass husby. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> or just Kev. Hi. Just daddy Kev to most. You Daddy know, Kev. Daddy Kev, I like that. Daddy Kev, yeah. Just sticks. Did you know there's a DJ named Daddy Kev? Really? Yeah, he's so like a really popular DJ, and it's also him too. It's not me. Because <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he's no, DJ. Moonlight as a DJ, you know what I'm saying? So. Well, thanks for coming in in your pajamas, uh, Kev. Yeah. That, that that was really cool of you. It's real life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. PJs, my... bedhead, yeah, 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 going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Make sure 
Well, so, we, you know, we had some fun conversation. Yes. There, there were some questions that I realized after I didn't get to ask you. And so we'll like, we'll All kind right. of like Let's make this it. one just, you know, there's no try point in trying to repeat the past, right? Like we got to just like For sure. move forward. Um, but you've been a friend of mine in the keto space for a long time. We've actually met two or three times in person. We got some good mm-hmm. vibes going. Mm-hmm. I just like, I think me and probably a lot of other people really like your style. And I kind of like thought it would be interesting to see where the conversation goes, because in many ways, I think you're very, what I, one of the things, one of the many things I like about you is that I think you're kind of just unapologetically keto aspie. Like there's just no sugarcoating <laughs> or, you know, you come in and just like do you, there's no one like you, there shouldn't be anyone else like you. Um, and I love it. Um, so I'm, I'm, what you see is what you get, you know? I've, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, uh, it's so funny. Cause it's like, you think of, I mean, we're, I'm in my thirties. Okay. I'm in my, my Same. mid to late thirties. I like to say it because honestly, my twenties were really wild, but I feel like my thirties, I've really finally settled into like who the fuck I am. And I think that's kind of what it is. Like you, you, you do your twenties, you're trying to figure out who you are. You have fun, you make mistakes, you learn from your mistakes. Your thirties are supposed to be kind of like, okay, let's go from it. And I'm excited about my forties. But for me, I've noticed in the last several years, I just really don't give a shit about what people think. Like if somebody has like an opinion about me, they could be like, Ew, like, I don't like that girl or whatever. It's like, okay, it's not a big deal to me. Like I, I can't sit there and, and focus on what people like or don't like about me. I just have to be myself. And if they like, if they vibe with that, then they vibe with that. And that's cool. Just like, I feel like I would vibe with people in general. Like if, if you are who you are, then let's, let's get to know who you, who you are. I, I don't know. I just, I can't, uh, I don't have the the energy to be like a perception of me anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I did yeah, that in my sure. 20s. And that's like so, kind of what it's about. I'm with you. I'm in my I'm in my mid 30s. I remember when I was getting in my 20s. I was like maybe 28 or something. I had some friends that are. I've always had friends that are older than me. Um, since I was little, mm-hmm. and like I remember an older friend of mine was like, I was freaking out about turning 30, and they're like, No, 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 no you don't understand. Like your third, it gets better as you get older. Your 30s mm-hmm. are better. Your 20s. Your 30s are just your 20s, but with your shit together, and your mm-hmm. four your 40s. Are your 30s, but with money. I'm ready for 40s. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm like, I I'm sort of turning 37 this year, and I'm like, let's go. Kevin, like, my husband, he, so he's a year younger than me, so I always give him shit. I'm always like, oh, we're in our mid-30s, he, or we're in our late-30s. He's like, no, we're not. We are in our, like, he don't want to go that route. And I was like, mm. I love it. I can't mm. wait till I hit, the, hit 40. I'm like, let me just celebrate. I'm, I'm good with that, you know? But, yeah, the 20s were actual shit. Like when I think back in my twenties and like the debauchery that I dealt with, I mean, granted I learned from it, but man, like I didn't really, I knew who I was, but not really. Like I felt like I wanted to be this perception of what people thought I was. Mm-hmm. So I like tried to live up to it. And then you had the moments where I was just this crazy fucking bitch. And they're like, Oh, you're really like that. I'm like, I am, <laughs> this is it. So yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think that's like, I think that's probably true in a sense. I mean, in a different way for everybody, but like in a sense, Mm -hmm. I I think if you haven't made some work, done some work on yourself by your thirties, like what's happening. Okay. (laughs) To me, that's like, that's like one of those like midlife crisis situations. 
Like if you're just like, well, shit, like I, I didn't do any of this. I didn't do yeah. this. And yeah. like, it's I it's do a lot that. of self-awareness. Like I've definitely through the last few years, I think I'm 30. Or I don't even know my age. I think yeah, it's so funny 34. when you hit your 30s, you don't even know how old you are. Really, it's all like, kind of the really same. Yeah, I think I'm 34. Maybe I'm going to turn yeah. 34 in September. <laughs> Aren't we both Virgos? P.S. Yes, we are. We are right. Okay, okay. Sept- I'm September 6. What are you again? Yes, you're born on my dad's birthday. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, there's like, there's a few people in this community that are born on the same day as my dad. And you know what's so funny is that my dad. He is a Virgo, but he is not a Virgo. Like he's, he's very specific. So like, it depends on like where, like we actually go into this, but we, it depends on where your chart is. Cause I like do all the astrology shit. And like, to me, when I look at my dad, he's a Virgo, but that man has like hella like Libra fire energy because he is like the life of the party. Like that man, all that man wants to do is party, have a good time. I know. Is that your dad Virgo? that I always see in your videos where he's like dancing, singing karaoke, yes. like just like. Yes wild now while and out everyone's always like why is your dad not on a tv show i was like i don't know but i really don't like yeah. See, don't i'm not that like that at all i'm not like that at all i won't dance yeah. sing or do anything in front of people i'm not interested in being the center of the party by yeah by it's, but that's what i'm saying it could be like where your chart is because like you could just be more like um, a more like uh introverted type of virgo um whereas like my dad's not at all so it's, it's yeah. really interesting yeah. because everyone well, okay. thinks that we're so- all we've you know because i i love this stuff i have i i've had my tarot cards read many times although you know obviously everyone's different i i i want to ask you about this we didn't talk about this last time but like let's get into this astrology and because you got some like kind of like and i say this with the most admiration and love possible but you got kind of like some witchy spooky vibes going and i'm obsessed with it. let's go like (laughs) um yeah so uh, so read me i mean not literally read me but like I mean, talk to me about being like as a virgo let's talk about that for a second and then just in yeah. general what when did you get into all this and has it had any kind of applications for you in terms of like i don't know kind of like your your journey to self-awareness which is all part totally. of health and it all connects like our self-awareness and who we are plays into like health plays into keto plays in how we eat how we interact with the world it's more connected than people want to give it credit in mm-hmm. my opinion no no it's it's immense and when i say it's immense like i always recommend people like when i get down this rabbit hole of talking about astrology or anything else it's like it's i kind of just people are always kind of like well, i don't know what it's about like i don't know i'm like i'll try to explain it as much as possible but there's it's so broad like you're mm. like you're barely you're barely scratching the surface like just even like looking at your birth chart like you were not even scratching the tip of it so the thing for me is that I just started discovering like all this stuff. I want to say maybe like six years ago, six, seven. Um, and it was like a weird time because like I was going through, like I was depressed. I was going through a lot of depression. Mm. And, you know, at the time, like, you know, I, Kevin and I had been together for a few years. We were already married. You know, we had my daughter and like I was going through bouts of depression, like I was drinking a lot. Um, And, you know, basically my girlfriend, she is she's a witch like she's in the she's in the occult community. And so I kind of reached out to her and I was like asking her about certain things. I didn't want to like do it just to do it because I feel like I like to do things with the utmost respect. So if I'm going to be trying something like I want to learn as much as I can before I just start like doing shit. You know, um, so I asked her about it. I asked her about tarot and she basically is just like, girl, like you need to just kind of get into it and see what works. Cause some it's people, a lot of study. 
It's a lot of study and I'm a Virgo. So I love to read up on things. Like I like to, before I even divulge, I don't divulge into half-ass shit. I just like same thing with keto. Like before I got into keto, I read about everything I could for like a whole month prior. I was really like analyzing it. I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it. I just basically like got stuck into it. And that's kind of, I did it with like all this other stuff too. So I just basically practiced stuff on my own. And that's kind of how I do things now. I think there was like a moment where I was kind of reading cards for people. But the, the, the thing for that is that, and I always tell people, I said, you have to be careful when you're reading cards for other people because you don't know what kind of energy you're giving with them. And you're, it's very mm. intimate. So I personally can't do intimacy like that with some people because I don't know what fucking shit they've got going on. You don't want to like, plant a seed that I like... don't want to. Well, I don't want to get their shit because that's happened many times where I've done readings for people and I feel so exhausted. I feel so negative. I feel it's like almost like I just sucked all their bullshit in and you have to do a lot of like boundaries and all that stuff. But but that's sort of the that's the empath of Virgo. Like we do suck that shit up from the people around us for Uh a fact. That's one of the reasons why, like, I find social media as amazing as I do exhausting because it's like just being there for so many people. I absorb a lot of it. Yeah. I always, um, one of my, one of my friends, uh, he made a note that I was like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. So you know how, like you have your phone late at night or you put your phone, if it's, if it's by your bed or anywhere it's at, um, you need, they, he was like saying you should put black stones, whether it be like onyx, tourmaline or whatever, like around obsidian around it, because black repels negative energy, especially on your phone, because you don't know like what's being stagnant in it. So he's like, he's always saying like, put your phone next to any type of black stones at night and mm. it helps get rid of that. And so I started doing that and I was, cause at one point I was like dealing with some bullshit. And so I started doing that, but anyways, going back into that. So I started kind of divulging into it. And the thing that I love um, the most right now with astrology is that it's just like you said, it's all about self-discovery and that is basically what it is. Like you're analyzing your birth chart. You're seeing where, like where things lie and who you are as a person. And it really breaks it down. And it kind of freaks you out a little bit at first. Cause you're just like, holy shit, that's me. What the fuck? That's me. Wow. 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 Like that's crazy. And then the more you read, the more you start to really understand yourself. So like when I started getting into it, I was like, this all makes sense. So right now, the way I live my life, I live my life in a way that I can understand myself better. So like my rising sign, my moon sign, my Mars, like I'm able to understand what's going on with like, you know, transitions throughout like the, like right now we're at the very, I think we just ended Pisces season. I think it starts tomorrow, like in a few hours, we go into Aries. So because the last several days, this is gonna sound really crazy. So the last several days, I just talked about my story. They've been really, really intense, like for me, for dreams. I don't know if you dream really crazy, but I do like intensely. Oh, you're freaking so me the, out. My dream log's been like, I haven't put anything in my dream log in weeks. And I've had two been, this week that I woke up and I, I write in my dream log when I'm like half asleep and then wake up the next morning and read it. And mm-hmm. I haven't twice this week, the, which never happens. The Yeah. Okay. The last five days, I literally will, I'll go to sleep. And I'm just like, I know something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but the last five days have been like that. And it's because we're at the very, I feel like we're at the very last degree of Pisces season, which is really amplified. So okay, we're wait, getting can I all pause? Our- Wait, I have to ask you a question about that. Yes. Well, first yeah. of all, side note, my partner's a Pisces. So I don't know if that plays into this, but 
this was so, I cannot believe you just brought up dreams because I literally haven't written in my dream log. I don't even think this year, like I only write it if I wake up to it and, and like, mm-hmm. like consciously remember, cause I do dream and sometimes wake up, but I don't even remember what woke me Yeah. twice this week. I had dreams and both of them were about my childhood, but like in a very specific way where like I was kind of my adult self in my childhood body, but conscious of it. Like a, both dreams, two two or three days apart, were me same back in my childhood. Dream. Same kind of kind of dream, but like different experience. And it's been on my mind. And here you go, mention dreams. And I'm going to like reach I'm for the camera you. and like smack you because you're freaking me out right now. <laughs> Well, because I think that there's, so we're, we're about to go into Aries season. Aries season is really intense. It's just a fire sign. But Pisces season has been, it's a water sign. It's very creative. You dream like fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know what's been going on, but like the last five days, like I literally, like I wake, I go to sleep and I, and I know I'm immense, like dreams, right? It's like that. I wake up and I'm like, okay, what was that about? You know, I mean, like I said, I have often dreams and, and they say that at times, sometimes depending on like where you're ch- in your chart, like what specific um, houses and all that stuff that you can like even have like astral out of body dreams. So you could have been having like an astral dream, obviously, because your 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 adult self was going into your um, childhood body or childhood self. So I don't this is the thing. When people say like, oh, dreams, they don't have meanings or like dreams or dreams are like just dreams. It's like, no, I think dreams are like gateways to other things. Like I think people astral project. I think people travel in their dreams. I think that it's, it's all like, it's a, it's another, it's another fucking highway. Yeah. Cause like I've had yeah. way too many dreams that don't make no fucking sense. And here I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, okay. And obviously but. I'm not asking you for answers, but I did, no. I, had, I had to like pull it up because I'm not bullshitting. So 315, uh-huh. which was Monday and 319, which was, it wasn't last night. So it must've been after midnight of the night before. So yeah. we're talking Monday night and Thursday night. I'm not going to read it because it's like real free. That's like going d- too no. deep into my brain, but I'll read it to you <laughs> off off camera, but I'm not going to read it like t- to for be sure. held on my, on my podcast. But in 315 dream, March 15th, I'm eight years old, but I have all my memories as of today. Like I got sent back in time. I'm actually reading a little bit of it to you. So mm-hmm. I'm very much a kid but with the awareness of today stuck in my kid's body. And then I describe all that was happening to me at summer camp and other things at eight years old. Yeah. That was on Monday night. Then Thursday yeah. night. And this is what I wrote half asleep, super stressed. I was a kid again felt like high school, but it was weird because I was studying for AP world history, but two days before my bar mitzvah, which occurs at 13. So I'm eight on Monday and 13 on Thursday night. And I don't think I've ever in my dream log had anything about going back in time as a kid. It's usually like some crazy freaky shit and nothing to do with going back in time and being put in my childhood body. And it happened twice, four days apart this week. Mm-hmm. So you're freaking me out over here. <laughs> Something's going on. I know. I know. I know. It's and it's so funny because like I have people like messaging me, like sometimes they'll be like, they're like, is there something going on with, with this? And I'll be oh, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm in, like, yeah, in, no, non-tangible, in non-tangible ways, this week's been fucking crazy. Like the emotion mm-hmm. of this week, um, obviously being faced with a lot of trauma and 
um, tragedy in, especially yep. in the Asian community being oh really brought to light this week. It's not a new problem, but it's really been brought to light this week. Um, and, uh, this is just a weird week. Like in general, I've been like in a really weird space this week. And I know so many others have, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm just tying this all together. I can't get off this like dream log weird thing. And I wasn't overthinking it. And then you called out like, uh, anyway, we got to get off this topic. We can go on and on and on and on because like I seriously like I literally just talked about my stories and I was like anybody experiencing this and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get a lot of responses being like yeah because I've I I whenever I start to feel like off like I don't know if you go on Twitter I don't okay I got, an, I got enough between Instagram and TikTok okay well Twitter is like my like my help like my um like it's like my news source for like gotcha, astrology, right. for regular news, for right, all this stuff. Right. I'm kind of you know, like, so I, I, I'm more like Reddit in that sense that's Kevin. than Twitter. Okay. Well, it's it's funny because that's Kevin and Kevin and I will both find out the same fucking info, but from different platforms. So he'll be mm. like, oh, do you see this? I'm like, yeah, I saw it on Twitter. He's like, oh, I saw it on Reddit. I was like, okay, well, we both saw the same thing. Like we both saw it, but, but yeah, Twitter. Um, <laughs> like, step like, off, Kevin, stuff, step off. I know. You're late. You're late. I've been knowing about Twitter. Okay. I know. I know. That happens Uh, with my man all the time. He comes up. He's like, did you see this? I'm like, you're late. I saw that yesterday. Okay. We know. We've been knowing. We've been knowing. (laughs) Um, Which by the way, interesting Pisces and Virgo. I love that. What's, what's Kevin? He's a cancer. So Mm. water signs, water signs and earth signs are like, it's so funny because they're really good together, but they're also very manipulative together. So that was us in the beginning. We've been together for 11 years. Oh, so, wow. Um, that, uh, the beginning was tumultuous, shall yes. I say. It was rocky. And um, not in regards to how we felt about each other, but like there was just so much clashing. Intense. And now it's yeah. like, when I tell you we haven't had a single fight, disagreement, argument, raise our voice. Like when I tell you, it is just like we are like a ship on steady seas. Like it is just nothing. Um, it took some work to get there, maybe about three, four years of hard work, but like mm-hmm. we are complete opposites. So you nailed it. Like it was yeah. a really, I mean, literally his birthday is my half birthday. So we are When's his birthday? March 7th. So it's one day oh, off okay. of half birthdays. So um, uh, it's, it's a very, yin and yang thing and that's really powerful mm-hmm. but it's also really well, challenging when it works yes when it works because that's how kevin and i are like kevin if you look at me like i'm so like abrasive in your face and then you have kevin that's nah. very like <laughs> he's very like he's it's so funny i fucking hate it sometimes because everyone's like oh my god i love kevin he's so sweet he's so this and i was like he's a dick Okay, I love my husband, but he could be a dick. Y'all just don't see that side of him. You guys just see me being abrasive, but he really low key is a dick <laughs> like, all, all the time. Um, but no, he he's very he's very um, he's calm. He's very structured. He has like his energy is very um, relaxing. Whereas like I'm just like ah, like ah, you know, like mm. hey, you know, so it's, it's, I totally see the yin and yang thing, but when it works, it works really well. It's a right. great working relationship. Like you like really do put the effort and energy to work together because there's so dis so much disconnect that you have mm. to find the balance. You know what I mean? Well, and, I, and I think that, that, that when it works, it's amazing thing, but like, at least for us, I'm sure that there's a lot of couples that 
might have had potential that just couldn't get through mm-hmm. that understanding phase where it's like the way we exist through the world is so different so like when for instance like if the way that he'll handle a problem in his life or like the way that i want to jump in and kind of like assert myself it just doesn't work in the beginning it took a lot to get to that point and i think that's Mm -hmm. part of it is self-understanding kind of self-awareness as this kind of topic keeps coming up self-discovery self-exploration and like knowing that this is how i deal with my shit when i have an emotional reaction to things this is how it it kind of exerts itself out and like exposes itself which is really different like i'm very uh very like this is how i feel i do not need to hold back i don't need to like bottle it up and he's very much like i'm gonna hold this for a year (laughs) and build you know like that's just an example but it's like that's that is okay i'm gonna stop right there michael that is hella virgo energy though because i be this i'm the same fucking way like when i feel something um you probably have a you probably have a mercury in virgo that's probably why you're so because i've noticed that people that are virgo mercuries which is like the communication planet so what they do is they're very like, this is how it is. Like, there's no mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. I'm going to explain Correct. how it is. And when you say it, you say it with such um, confidence. Like, you know exactly what you're saying. Like, you know what you mean. Like, you say it and that's it. Like, there's no, there's no fucking buffer. Like, you're just going to say it. Mm-mm. And sometimes, a lot of times, that can be very intimidating for people. Like, Kevin, his whole thing is that he's just like, I don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond. So instead of respond, because, and because you're so confident in the way that you say things, I don't want to say it wrong. So instead mm. he just doesn't. Say Interesting. Cause and like I'm for me, like, someone, if somebody like pisses me off in my life, I'm just like ring, ring, like, yo, what was up with that dude? Like, I'm, uh-huh. I'm not okay with this. Like, are you good? What's yeah. Up? Yeah. Like I have no well, issues with that. Look, tell me what's going on. Right. Like, like, I'm not passive aggressive. I'm aggressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm in your face. I don't do no passive aggressive bullshit. Yeah, when I see passive yeah. aggressive stuff, I'm like, that's 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 cowardly. Just say what you mean and then move on. Like there's no there's no need to Yeah, either you know. either we squash it and move on or we don't and move exactly. on. Exactly. Like, that's like what I'm just, saying. Yeah. It's like you don't have to be you don't have to be friends with me, but you can just say how you feel and then move on. Like there's not there doesn't need to be like I think everyone is so, I think, I think the problem is everyone feels like they need to be like cordial with each other or like they have to have like, Mm. um, um, they have to like everybody and everybody has to like them. And it's like, look, I don't have to be friends with that person. I can still be in the same group or whatever, whatever. And I don't have, but I don't have to be close with that person and it's okay. It's not a big deal. Like you and I can have like a disagreement and we can be like, okay, that's cool. Like now that's, that's where our friendship has lied and it's not a big deal. I think though, I think people perceive it in those scenarios though. Like we're not emotional about it, but it's quite the opposite for me. I'm like extraordinarily sensitive and emotional. I'm a crier. Mm -hmm. I'm very tapped into my emotions. I need to do your chart. Yeah, I I think so. I think Uh so. Because like, it's not that I'm not emotional about it. I just want to address it and move on. And like, if somebody hurts me, I don't, have an issue letting them know and if it's not gonna be fixed then let's just move on and like it'll just yeah. be done and it hurts me a lot to do that it's not that it does, it's not that i'm cold or like that it, it that that shit hurts and affects me more than anything but i'm also yeah. like i'm just done i don't need this energy anymore like i'm very quick to get hurt by somebody and it's just like 
well it is what it is i know it's so funny because it's like i feel like that's really well i mean we talk about that's the 30s like we just Mm. don't have the room yeah we don't we don't need the yeah like i don't need 600 friends i need four i you and it's so funny because my mother-in-law she told me like one of the very first things she told me she was like desiree and i was like okay roberta she's like you know she's like you can have all your friends she's like but really, when you get to my age, she's like, you really only need like two or three. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know, Roberta, like I know, but <laughs> but she's true. It's true. Like you really only need like you have you can have a good amount of friends, but really the people that matter can can fit on your hand on one hand. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's fine. But we this go is, through all that. I'm all kind that. of fascinated by this because while I'm not into not that I'm not into it, but I've never really um do dived dove into astrology um or tarot or anything myself uh, as as being knowledgeable about it i've had people read me and stuff but um one thing that i am really into is like personality testing i in general oh, yeah. i'm really fascinated by people and like personality types and psychology and all this kind of stuff i, I find mm-hmm. it really fascinating especially over the last three years or so once i started doing therapy i've become just like really interested i've been reading different books about it and like i kind of just think it's fascinating that as complex as humans are we're also like kind of stupidly predictable in many ways too i Um, know yeah and so um i have been so several years ago i was like really into enneagrams and for the past i don't know maybe like four or five i don't even know how many years i've been very consistently um a three-wing two enneagram and i don't know are you are you aware of all this I am. Um, it's sort of like know, the, the newer um, version of like the INFJ kind of conversation. Yes. It's so, like that um, further. Yeah. I did my Enneagram. Well, okay. So, um, uh, you know, um, one time I was with Myra and Chrissy was going on about Enneagrams. And so I was like, she's like, oh, do you know yours? I'm this. I'm like, um, I was like, let me check it. I think I'm like a I think I'm like a, what's, what's the one that's like, I think I'm like a four, maybe. I don't know. I'm not too so sure. I, yeah. I don't know them all. I'm not like, I don't have them all memorized. Yeah. Um, we'll, 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 we should dive into it for each other. Yes. We'll do that. <laughs> um, you do my Instagram and I'll do your chart. Yeah, yeah. They're very similar. They're very similar. Like they, they, they basically dissect like who you are. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think I got, when I did mine though, it's so funny because it's like, I have a lot of placements in my chart and like, whenever I do these things, it basically says like, you're very motherly, you're very giving. And I'm always like, yeah, okay. I know that. I know that I'm motherly, but like, so I have a lot of like, I don't give a fuck type of attitude. So I was like, where's that in my chart? Where's that in my Enneagram? Because like, I need to see that shit. Like, cause I know that I have that. Yeah, so like, I think, I think like, you should definitely this, like, do mother yeah, you should definitely do some Enneagram stuff. Um, so what's weird is like, generally speaking, it doesn't change in your life. There's this thing with the Enneagrams that you're generally what number you are. However, mm. within that number, there's a scale from unhealthy to healthy. So essentially, yeah. like if you're an un, it's sort of like a maturity level thing where it's like, if you're unhealthy, you're sort of a highly immature three and how that manifests. And as you in many ways it could be as you age or just could be like as you learn about yourself and grow and like work on yourself you become healthier and healthier within your number so Mm. fine right like so i've been like just the last year kind of just really tuned in to myself it's been like a weird year for all of us and like this was a weird week 
So it made me think of this because of the weird week discussion. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to retake my Enneagram because I don't know, just like feeling different. And I took my Enneagram, the same one that I always take. And I've been for years a three wing two, which means I'm a three where I lean a little bit towards a two. Mm. And I was 98% an eight. Like, it's like my whole personality is now completely shifted to the other side of the circle. Um, Okay. Are you ready for this? And I'm like, I'm tripping out. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Hit me. So going back into astrology, you have your birth chart, right? The time that you're born, your birth chart, everything, there's all these things. But you transition all the fucking time. So where you're at in your chart right now, you cannot, you're probably not a Virgo. You're probably more leaning towards, you could be leaning towards more like, I don't know, another sign. So like right now where my chart is, I've been having for the last several years, very Scorpio energy, which is exactly what you get very in your face and everything changes over a course of time. And then you also deal with um, transits where the moon and the uh, the planets align with where your chart is at and it changes all the fucking time. So basically where you were three years ago is totally different in your chart right now. So you have your birth chart, your birth chart. So astrology kind of allows for this in a sense, but Enneagram doesn't typically, like typically like you can identify an Enneagram number as a child for children and it generally, mm-hmm. it, it does change, but not this dramatically. And it does. And so I've been now all of a sudden, I'm in like in a very me sense. I really was only interested in myself, like three wing two energy. And so I, well, I really mean, studied yeah. that. Yeah, I really studied that since I don't like bring it to other people or like preach it. I just wanted to know for myself. And now I'm like diving into eight and I'm like freaked out about how eight I am. And what I'm starting to realize when I'm reading this is like, I think I was always an eight. I think that there, I was manipulating my answers in a certain way, like with these personalities. Like I was answering what I wanted to answer instead of the truth, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think I was an unhealthy eight. And so it was manifesting different. Whereas like when I'm looking at the kind of how an unhealthy eight scales up to a healthier eight, I'm like, that's the story of my life. Like, I'm like, when it like describes an unhealthy eight, I'm like, yeah, that was me at 20 to 22, like Uh precisely. Um, And so I'm wondering if just like the work that I've been doing and like through 2020, where you're kind of like had a lot more time to ourself for the first time, couldn't kind of distract myself with staying busy out in the world. I was sort of forced to deal with who I am. Like, yeah. We had a rough year last year. Um, Well, obviously a lot of people had a rough year last year, but Um, When I was looking into, you know, the charts and all that stuff, and also like even like Chinese Zodiac. So like last year was the year of the rat, right? right? That should have been our year. Okay. Because we're, we're rat, right? Wait, no, no, you're not rat. You're no, Mm -hmm. see, I'm 84. I'm rat. Okay. So, so anyways, so last year was a pretty rough year in general, but I know Virgos felt a lot of it. Like I know a lot of my Virgo friends had like a lot of, um, what is it? Um, they just like what they thought was like reality, like switched it. Mm, okay. And, like how I was, they I was looking things. it up, by the way. I'm a rabbit. You're a rabbit? Oh my yeah. gosh. I think my I, I had rabbit. to like quickly Google it while you were talking because I was curious. Yeah. No, there's so like last year for sure, like 
it's so funny because I had gotten like a small reading done like last year in the beginning of the year. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like booty ball, like it's gonna be a great year of 2020. And this one woman, she was like, this is gonna be the worst year for you. And I was like, don't say that. Like, no, mm. like it's gonna be a good year. She's like, no, you need to put your energy into good things because otherwise it's gonna be a really fucked up year. And it was, it was a really fucked up year. Like she was dead ass on it. And I was like, wow. Like, yeah. like the, but it was more like a mental thing. I had to go through a lot of mental shit. Um, but no, but I think, I think with last year, especially like it really brought things and everything to perspective, like everything, the way that we perceive social media, the way that we perceive people, the way that we perceived what was going on. And like, I mean, like, like think about it, you and I, we both, when all this stuff was happening last year, we were pretty vocal, um, on our platforms about how we felt, Sure. you know, um, Again, because I don't care to hide how I feel about things. Exactly. And I'm the same fucking way. I'm the same. Like, if I feel something about something, I'm going to say something. Yeah, I'm not interested in, like, (laughs) the easy. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Exactly. And and I do feel like, for me, last year was really hard because you saw a lot of people being silent on their platforms. Not necessarily in our community, but, like, just in communities in general. And everywhere. Yeah. Including people in our community. I mean, I think people are just scared. Of perception they're scared to lose followers or whatever it's just I, I and i exactly but that. i also feel like when when we were going through things like this you have to be i feel like people need to kind of show support or not support but they should vocalize it because like they said the silence is yeah is the same thing as being complicit to it all you know what i'm saying yeah. i think it's tricky so, though because when you only post because you feel like you should instead of posting because you want to and it becomes performative, that's a whole other thing. I think part of it though for for people like us too is like the empath part Mm -hmm. of me. Like I'll never understand what it's like to walk in the shoes of a person of color or of a black person in any year, nonetheless, 2020. I'll never understand Mm -hmm. what it feels like to be Filipina right now Mm -hmm. um, or to be an Asian American right now Um, or any other year the only thing i can do is try to pay attention and like feel for it in a sense yes and that's not like i don't need to like put a performance on about i don't need to like you know get on camera and cry and like make it about me but if there's ways that i can be an ally and be supportive and be helpful like this morning I did a fundraiser for it. I've posted resources the last couple of days for like mm-hmm. people who want to donate and like, it, like, but it's not about me. And I think that's something that I have a lot of trouble with when white people make it about themselves rather than the cause. But that's like <laughs> a big discussion. Yeah, I mean, bitch, you said it. You fucking hit it on the nail on the head, you know, because at the end of the day, like, I think we're so it's it's just the generation in general. We're so used to making everything about us, you know, like where it's we have a when we have platforms and we have spotlights on us when we're talking about our daily lives and what we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. So there's a disconnect when when there's something going on and you're trying to show your support, but you end up talking about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's it's hard because I think some people don't understand how to remove that, remove Mm. themselves from the situation. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, um, the way I see it, if I can't, if I can't 
put myself in their shoes, the only thing I could do, like you said, is just show support and give information. And give do actual, do actual stuff. <laughs> not exactly. just like do things. do things and and not like just make it i don't know it's it's really tricky um mm-hmm. I, I understand that but it's like there's also like there's a way to show support but also shut up too when it's time to show mm-hmm. that's like the other part of it that's like really tricky um yeah and it's hard i, I get it it's a it's a challenging thing it's um, it's a challenging topic and i know that some people are always gonna feel like like i had conversations with my friends you know when all this stuff was happening and they were just like i had some that were very vocal very vocal like on their shit very just mm-hmm. and then i had some that just didn't know what to say so they basically were like i don't know what to do and i told them i said you do what makes you feel comfortable like you don't just because like some of us in this group is very vocal about it doesn't mean that you need to be just as vocal as us because at the end of the day like if you don't understand it and whatever i tell them i was like then just learn about it there's there's stuff to learn about like you know that and that's all you can do is is learn about it take some sort of action maybe change your perspective and how you think about things and the next time that you think about maybe making a joke about something think about how that could affect somebody else and that's you doing enough that's you doing right. what you can do because if you have no a knowledge and you're slightly ignorant to it, the only thing that we can ask of you is to open your mind, you right. know, and yeah, right. really think about what you say. Right. Because right. what you say gets portrayed into other people, into younger children, into younger generations. What you portray, right. what you're teaching is coming out that way. Right. So and, and, not, and not all allyship is public in nature, right? Like there's... Exactly. It, it's like how we talk to our kids about race, how like where we spend mm-hmm. our money, um, you know, where we cut it, you know, cut off. Uh, you know, if you're in a room where it's like all white people as a white person, you're in a room of all white people or all your friends are white, like shut shit down when something is said. That's exactly like there, there's ways of being an ally without like parading it down the street. <laughs> so that's. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's anyway, uh, it's Anyways. 2020, <laughs> yeah, 2020 was a really challenging year it's between tough. COVID and isolation and the tension in the world and an election and politics and people dying. And I mean, it was just like a whirlwind. Like it was nuts. people, people, there's like conspiracy saying how like that year was like not a real year. Cause I don't know if you heard that <laughs> conspiracy, like when the, when the ball dropped or something. Um, there was like a thing saying like, now we've entered 2020. So like last year was like a year that was just like, it wasn't a real year because it was so much shit with it. Trust me, it sounds really crazy. But like, I was like look, reading into it and I was like, I was like, if this conspiracy was true, that'd be fucking crazy. It'd be, it'd be something for like a fucking movie. But that's how people feel because it was so intense. Yeah. The yeah, year I'm, itself was so intense. I don't, I mean, obviously I- for me, I don't necessarily buy that it wasn't real, but I I understand that I as a as a coping mechanism in the sense. I also think like there's some, and I'm not trying to like like it was a tragic year, but I also think with like tragedy, there sometimes comes growth, and like mm-hmm. it, it's been needed for a long time. Um, yes, I, I looked up on my phone because I wrote this down. Um, God, I sound so corny right now when I read this. But Not even. It, loud. it says adversity always has a second chapter, which mm-hmm. kind of shook me because it's like, oh, yeah, this bad shit that happens to us, like 
yeah, it's like nobody wants it. Like nobody's enjoying it. It's awful. But like it comes with something that happens next that is typically good in some ways. Like you were mentioning like, shit, your 20s were a shit show. But that left you in a place in your 30s that like isn't or whatever. You know, like tragedy kind of creates growth. Like discomfort creates growth. No, always. And so I kind of like that mentality. Yeah, there's no there's no growth without transformation, and I think definitely think this that last last year definitely like transformed like everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, like everyone's yeah, yeah. perceptions of what 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 life was really like it completely yeah. changed. I mean, I think, I think a lot it, of us you, kind of like learn learn to appreciate things through 2020 that we yes, never thought of before. Exactly, everything we took for granted, basically. Yeah. It was like that, like crazy shit that went down here in Texas a few weeks back with the random oh my God. storm. Like it was like the hardest week I've had in a really long time. It's hard to explain why, but it's like, it was really emotional and really difficult for, and, and I had it easy and it was hard on me. I don't think we've really even like scratched the surface as to kind of like how damaging it was for a lot of people, how kind of oh, no. it was. And, um, but yet I mean, the like, fact it, that you guys have to boil water for like two to weeks. drink but it's like that was it's like being forced out of your home it was like the same thing as like during a hurricane you know katrina or yeah. something like that it's like when you're forced out of your home kind of like finding whatever shelter you can people walking down the streets like picking up sticks to like try to stay warm enough not to like get hyperthermia hypothermia and like um people lined up for blocks just to try to get like a can of food it was like went from a thriving first world country to a third world country overnight. I know. And it like messed with our brains here. Like it was like the idea that we're kind of safe and secure shifted really quickly. And mm -hmm. it was hard on like that reality was really hard on a lot of people. And I'm lucky that like my house ended up still being okay. Cause I like knew to turn my water off before the pipes froze and stuff. But like, there's people whose financial lives are destroyed and like will have lasting yeah. implications. And of course, like everything else, these problems, much like COVID, much like everything else seem to disproportionately damage the lower income populations. You know, like I have a house or blah, blah, blah. Like, what about people who lived in these apartment complexes that like flooded and like don't have anywhere to go? And, and the roof collapsed. And... Yeah, and their jobs have been shit because of COVID and they're already struggling. And like, it's just a big mess. But I, I also well, I heard, feel like that, empowered out of sorry, it. I, I heard that that a lot of, I mean, when I was, when all this stuff was happening, I obviously was paying attention to a lot of people that were talking about it, that were living in Texas. Um, and then I'd seen um, a few times on people's stories about saying how, like, in the communities that have, that do have money, their power never got turned off. And so one girl was saying how she, like, her friend lives close enough, like, she's not necessarily well off, but her community was close enough to these, these um, richer communities. And because it was the same structure, her power never got turned off, because their power never got turned off. And I was mm. like, that's wild to me you know because if like if that's the case then it's like okay so they're just saving the power for that but that's what i saw and yeah I was really uh, you know i can't i can't speak universally um on that specific comment mm -hmm. i i do know people here who live in very wealthy and very not wealthy areas and like it seemed sort of random like a lot of the wealthy people i knew mm -hmm. didn't also did not have power i but that's i'm not 
discrediting what you're saying. I think when you get no, into I don't. Like I that's what the, I, that's the what infrastructure I, things uh, like fancier yeah. neighborhoods probably have like power lines buried underground because they're newer or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not totally disagreeing with that in theory. I didn't really see that for myself, but I do understand that the implications of those things were just hardest for people who, like, you know, didn't have a lot of money, especially if they had damage done. Um, yeah. And just in the way of like, I was lucky. I had kind of by total luck, I had gone to Costco like two days before and did a big grocery haul <laughs> without even knowing there was wow. a snowstorm coming. And like, you know, I have two coolers. I have a, a nice truck that has four wheel drive. I like, that's why I'm saying like, it's definitely hardest for people, um, you know, who don't have resources to like get through that kind of stuff. But, right. Um, but anyway, like you learn out of it, I guess is what my, my point was like, you kind of learn like how to deal with shit in adversity. And like, it was a really kind of crazy experience that I kind of came out feeling like almost a little bit more resilient and like stronger. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting stuff. Like the way well, that it's these like, challenges like- kind of push us. I don't think, you know, I mean, I'm in Southern California, okay? And we don't deal with weather like that, obviously. Um, I mean, California has other things. They have other shit. But, you know, like where I live, so like, okay, where I live, there, I don't know if you heard like the Cone Pass, like where it's like really windy. Not Cone Pass, but it's like, it's the Santa Ana winds, basically. So like where I live... Like, it's crazy because that's more, like, north, like, a little bit norther, whereas, like, I'm obviously more inland, but it's the same fucking wind. Like, it's the same wind that goes to where I'm at. We get very, very, very high winds. Like, very high winds to the point where they turn off our power for days. And we meet everyone that's around here has generators, so I have to, we have to eventually get a generator. We're going to get one built into our ground because we're just, like, it just doesn't, we're going to do that. But, um... I just, I couldn't imagine having power for a week, no power. And it's freezing cold outside. In, in six degree weather and no water, yeah, I, no running nothing. toilets, no access to food. And you can't drive <laughs> anywhere because it's no, dr- snow. Yeah. Like, right. you, so you're stuck basically in this space where it's like freezing. You can't do, I mean, like that. You that can't was use the was, bathroom. You can't drink water. You can't get food. Nothing. You can't go anywhere. You're just stuck. Just stuck. Like to, and that's what like I'm saying. That's what it was like. To death. <laughs> I know. And that's why that's why I was like, like it was crazy just to see that. And you know, people were saying, Oh, you know, no big deal. Like people were saying, like, no big deal. Like we deal with this weather all the time in the north. And it's like, yeah, but you guys are prepared for that weather. You guys know what to expect. Yeah. Okay. Texas didn't know. They're yeah. not prepared for that. They don't like have the fucking pipes. Snow I like came it. from a snowy city and like the pipes yeah. are insulated different everything's handled different when this place is made for snow. They have salt trucks, they have resources. You like, it was just there. It was like, it was like, a, it It sounds, I don't know why people have an easier time connecting to this, but it would be like a crazy blizzard hitting Miami. Like there's exactly. just, they, they wouldn't no, know what to do. Like, you wouldn't know, like the houses are built here different. Like I used to do some like real yeah. estate stuff and like the yes, way houses are built is actually constructed different in different regions of the country. For different things mm-hmm. like our houses here are built to like protect from heat, heat. but there's no protections from cold at all 
<laughs> so it's like when was the last time it snowed and was like minus like zero degrees out in Texas? Yeah, it was a freak event that would like that hasn't happened in seventy years or fifty years or something like you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was like a crazy time. But out of it, you kind of like come out. You know, I I think it's like you just kind of come out of those things feeling like grateful in a different way, which is what made me yeah. think of it when we were talking about 2020 is like you learn a sense of gratitude for the things you do have, like a hot yes. shower. And like, I know it sounds silly to say, but like so many people I would talk to, like even before they wanted a fresh meal, they were like, I just want a hot shower because it's been like six days of freezing cold with no water. Like, I just want a toilet to run where you're not using snow to melt in your bathtub, to pour into your toilet, to flush it. Like, I just want a hot shower. Like the way that your brain rewires is fascinating. And like, when you, mm -hmm. like, that's the thing, that's the second chapter that comes from adversity is like a new sense of positivity around like what you do have. So um, yeah, it's interesting. This, this was a weird week and um I don't know. I, I, I feel as, <laughs> I, as much as I can, I feel for, um, you know, any Asian Americans that are, that are facing this. It's, it's just, yeah. like, it's just horrible. It's tough. You know, um, like I, I've touched in with a few, few people, um, and obviously, um, like on my personal page, I have like on my old Instagram, I have like a lot more, um, like my friends are on there. So, and, it's just a huge Asian community, you know, like whether it's um, Filipinos, like Koreans, like everyone's feeling this because at the end of the day, like there's no, they're just doing it just to do it. There's no reason. Like I was talking to one of my girlfriends and, you yeah. know, she's half Asian and I'm just like seeing, it's just like, imagine if like my dad or imagine if her mom were just out and someone came up behind him and just fucking knocked him on the back of the head and they went fucking falling in their face and they get like, you know, cracked in their head for no reason and i think that's the thing is that like that's what's happening right now especially in like since, since the last year and i don't well, know that's why it's, it's that's why it's terrorism because it's it's yes to, that's ter exactly it's what to it terrorize is. like it's not just yeah. violence it's terrorism yes it's white terrorism i saw a meme that was like why are we calling this stop asian hate how about stop white terrorism okay okay <laughs> Like they it's not, it, this that. isn't, this isn't something that the Asian community needs to fix. <laughs> like this is an issue of white terrorism in this country. And it's, it's just destroying us. It's, it's been so immense since like the last year. And it really does like the fact that people aren't just like, why, why is this even allowed? I mean, we had, yeah. You know, I, 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 my husband is very vocal about how he feels about, especially since last year, to the point where he gets very angry. Like, I have to be like, yeah. calm down. Like, he's, he's the type of person that's like fucking fighting with people about how he feels about this because he's so, he's so just like, he doesn't understand. And, you know, my husband, you know, he's, he's half, um, he's half white and half um, Hispanic, but he's, he's very white passing. Everyone thinks he's just white. And oh, I, I never he doesn't understand because, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like that. So, but he's obviously he's married to a Filipino woman. He's married. And, and my whole family is very blended. Like we have 
a huge, huge, huge family. And he comes from a huge family as well. And he just doesn't understand. He's just like, why are people so, there's so much hatred for this. Like he doesn't understand Mm. it. And, and I'm telling you, I'm just like, I was like, babe, because like, it's literally always been there. It's just now everyone's more vocal about it because they feel like they could be vocal about it. They feel like they, they felt confident enough because they had somebody, a, a president behind them to basically allow them to Correct. show their true hatred, their true colors for people. And that's right. what that's what's happening. It was always there. They always felt some sort of way. All those little things. But They've now been they given just a look- voice and a kind of like acknowledgement that it's okay to be this way. Yes. It's like it's become more bold. Yeah. But it's, exactly. it's definitely and- always been there. And this is why like words matter. Like even before I didn't really know that it was going to manifest itself this intensely. But every time I would hear, I don't even know, use his name, but that our last mm-hmm. president say mm-hmm. Kung Fu like or China virus, like something like sank in my stomach. So I'm just like, this is a problem. Yeah. Well, it's, that's exactly what it is because like words matter. Literally, I mean, they say that it's, it's because of last year has been immense. Yeah. Like yeah. last year, especially, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's like, the thing is, is that when things happen, people want to find a scapegoat. They don't want to just accept that this happened because of this. They 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 turn all their anger and, and if it's and if it's geared towards a specific thing, then they can focus all that. And and I think since last year, they've they basically made it seem as if like this was the cause, this was the reason. So now it's like okay, this whole community. But this has been time and time again. I mean, we can go on about this, but I mean like the fucking. I mean, there's so many other races that have dealt with stuff from these communities because everything gets focused on them. And it's like, we're not the reason for this. We didn't do this. This didn't happen because of us, you know, but it's like, but it's like, they just gear all their hate towards that. And then they just start pointing the finger and start being like, you're the reason, you're the reason, you're the reason, you're the reason. I mean, I mean, we can go back to fucking, we can go back to like 9-11 when all the people were dealing with fucking all the, um, yeah. Anti- you had Middle Eastern anti-Arab Muslim anti-Muslim mm-hmm. and in the beginning of of his very before his presidency you had a lot of Hispanics a lot of Latinos because they were saying oh you guys are rapists you're this you're this yep. so it's like everything just gets pointed and you have all these people just being like yeah we hate you so we're gonna hate you and we're gonna like completely yeah. show our hatred towards you and right now the Asian community is really feeling it and it's and, then, it's and it is a result. Up. It's exactly what you said, though. It's a result of anger, and like we've been discussing, twenty twenty messed with our heads for mm-hmm. sure. And so, like, I understand why people are sad and angry and looking for answers and hurting, but the Asian Americans didn't do this to you, honey. No, they did not. <laughs> no, they did um, not. The, you know, I mean... Latinos didn't take your job. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like these, these, like you said, like it's, it's just not the right place to, for that anger, but no. um, it doesn't help when our leadership, like nobody shut that shit down. Like our leadership, not only encouraged, but really facilitated the growth of this rhetoric being okay. And yes, I agree. Um, you know, hopefully with, the vocal outcry that's building up and kind of gaining momentum right now it improves but uh, it might take some time it's uh, yeah 
I think no. the way that, like you said, it's going to take some time because the way that things have were left and now we're dealing no. with all this. And yeah. then you still have people that are just like, I well, saw and... people that are like, well, why, you know, like uh, one person commented like, you know, it shouldn't be a race thing. Like, were you upset when other people, other races like dealt with, like races dealt with like, you know, these things. And I'm like, yes, I was. Yes, yes I, I was. was. If, you've been, yeah. if you know who I am and if you've been following me for a while, yeah. yes, I was. No, and I the, com the comments are out of control. I had to stop. They're just like, yeah, we, we don't want to, we don't want to get into that. That's all yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's so, and I'm starting to absorb it. And like, it's just, and I want to, I want to <laughs> bring, let's, let's take the conversation, but put a positive spin on it. So let's yes. talk about a positive part of the Asian community that I have noticed in keto. Let's talk about Phila keto. Cause it oh is like God. this, like, Okay, it's like it's so, it's not funny to me, haha. But it's just so funny to me that it's like this very specific niche, like community, and it's strong and it's powerful yeah. and it's yummy and it's all the good things. Like, where did that even come from? Because it's like it's not necessarily like keto and Filipino food necessarily align in a different way than like say keto and Japanese like it's easier to be keto when you're a Filipino versus being Korean or anything so it's like right what's up with that it's like there's this like little crowd that is Filipino strong and I'm I curious it. as I a Filipino like talk yeah, let's talk really... about that okay, and bring, so... some, bring some awareness because I'm I love yeah. it. I'm all about it okay so so basically like I actually I haven't made a Filipino keto recipe in a while just because like I if I eat Filipino food I'm just gonna eat it um but a few years ago, you know, um, this girl wanted me to, you know, when people do like kind of challenges and stuff. Yeah. So she's like, oh, we're going to do a challenge. We're going to do food from our culture, but we're going to make it keto. I was like, cool. So I was like, well, I'm Filipino, so I'll make keto food, Filipino food. And then I started really divulging into it because when you think of Filipino food, you think of like all this stuff like lumpia, like you think of noodles, oh. you think of all this stuff. And you're just like, well, how can I make that keto? And it really can be done. You know, um, but it's like, you have to really like really analyze it and try to like make it the best and like really look at the flavors. And it's so funny because when you really look at Filipino food as a whole, like what it is, it's very keto. It is. The only thing that's not keto is rice. Like the ingredients in, in Filipino food are very clean. Like if you're looking at like true Filipino food, it's very clean. Like the food, like they, they really just focus on like flavors. Uh, what is it? Vinegar. It's like, they love like all that stuff and it's not a lot of sugar really like when you think of like the really sugary like intense food that's that's like more like um it's like uh americanized like more like you yeah, know it's more it's, americanized yeah like, think of the Philippines, even Philippines even chinese food even chinese food being sweet is more american it's not that sweet yes. in china thai yes. cuisine is definitely in thailand very sweet but I mean, there are sweetened sauces and dips yes. and things that are like, yes. you know, obviously there are in Filipino food too, but you're can, right. But like you it's... can make those with, with other things. But right. like I said, like I, when I was looking at really intense, I mean, I'll give you an example, adobo. Adobo is literally Soy sauce, vinegar, vinegar, garlic, bay leaf, pepper. That's it. Right. Easy. Right. That's it. You have it with fucking, you have it with rice or whatever, or you can have it with clay rice. And right. that's pretty much what it is. I'm like, I didn't really make it keto. It's keto in itself. Like you're just switching out liquid aminos for soy sauce if you really yeah. want to be specific. But that's what it is. When you have like sinigang, it's just fucking, it's, it's just like, a, it's like a, a tamarind base. 
very right. keto. You have vinegar. You have all this stuff. It's easy. And I think people's perception is that like, oh, you think of like all like the crazy sugary stuff. I mean, there is all that stuff and it's delicious and it can be done because now we have so much stuff. But basically it became a thing where I was like, let's create Filipino food. And I was doing it myself. And my, my day to do the challenge was on Friday. So I was like, perfect. Filipino Friday. And then I started doing it. And then I had a group of girls that were like, oh, I want to start. They started making dishes too. So it was kind of like we kind of created this like little group. Wait, 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 hold on. I got to cut you off. Are you telling me that you started Filipino Friday? Yeah. Stop. I'm not even fucking around. I have the very I'm founder in the, in the room. I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't know that when I like asked you this question. Yeah. Cause, okay. So like I said, like this was like a few years ago when I first started doing oh, keto and, I in, and it was on a Friday. So I said, let's, so I called it Philo Keto Fridays. I'm really good at like naming things. So I was like, oh, let's just call it that. <laughs> um, it's yeah. not your so, first time uh, at the social media rodeo. I know how to name a few things. So I started doing it and people were like, oh, I want to do it too. I'm like, make whatever. So we all started kind of like, like vibing off each other and throwing out ideas. And a lot of times we would like be in this group and being like, oh, I'm going to make this this week. I'm going to make this. So we would get excited about making stuff because at the end of the day, Filipino food is like, it's love to us. Okay. Mm -hmm. When we present you a plate of food, if you go into any Filipino household, if they present you with food, it's they're giving you their love and affection. They said, here, eat, preach, eat yes. this, have mm-hmm. some more. And if you, and if, and if you enjoy it, it's, that's all they could ask for. Like when you come into my parents' house, if my dad, so like, I'll give you, I'll get a little off, off base, but my dad, like he's obsessed with my husband. Like they're like, they're like BFFs. Okay. Um, so when my, when we come over, if he knows that Kevin's coming over, my dad makes specific food just for him. <laughs> Not for me. It's not for me. It's not for anybody else. That's cabins. That's for cabin. No, 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 no. Don't. Uh, that's for cabin. And it's we do these things of love. We provide food. I know it's. I hate it, but it's we do these things of love. So that's why for us, when we want to share our cuisine with people, it's like we want to show you who we are, what kind of food we grew up on, because it's mm-hmm. it means so much of us. This is this is us in a yeah. nutshell. The food that we eat, the culture that we are. There's so much to it. So we got excited to share all this type of different dishes. What? Because every dish has a memory. It's not just like, this is really good. No, every dish that we created had a memory connected to it. Yeah. So that's kind of where that came from. And then it just kind of divulged itself. A lot of, there's a lot of Filipinos that do keto and they were like, we can make this keto. I'm like, come on now. Yes, you can. It's not that hard. We, we, there's things you can play around with. I mean, there are some things that, that are really difficult to make keto, like pandasal. There's a dish. So one of my girlfriends makes pandasal, but like, I, I love a good fluffy piece of bread, pandasal, yeah. you know, it's but so all the breads, all bread. the breads, not just, you know, like all the breads are hard. Yes. But, but this one, this, this one's like a little tricky because we've tried it several times. I'm like, I don't think it's going to work. So right. I'll just, I'll just, I'll remember it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get it on my own. And you can just um, eat it when you want to eat the real thing. Like exactly. But yeah, I mean, no a shit. lot of things can be done. I mean, like noodles, yeah. you can do like, Pansit, but you can do it with like, you know, shirataki noodles. It can yep. get it can get done. The flavors there. You know, there's so much. I mean, pork stuff. belly, like lechon, like it's already keto, so it's a wrap. 
Yeah. It's a replica. Like it's easy, easy done. And you can have it. It's a fish, like all the good fishes that like my dad mm-hmm. makes. I'm like, you can just, you could just put yeah. like a different sauce on that, put like allulose in it. And then it's a wrap. It's still good. You have it yeah, like yeah, six yeah. Sig is a, a, it's like traditionally, it's like the head of the of the of the pig. So you just chop the whole head up, and then you serve that with like chilies, um, you know, vinegar. You eat it like it's like a it's like a. Oh, I don't know if you have me it. hungry. We gotta stop. Yeah, no, I know, but like I'm saying, it's Filipino food right now is like <laughs> on the rise in the last few years. Know. It's hot. Like forget about like on the keto side in the culinary world, oh. Filipino food is hot, hot, hot right now. Yes. Big time. And Kamayan, I was, Kamayan me, dinners, I was, like Kamayan pop-ups are like one of the hottest things in the food world right now. Yes. And they're so fucking fun. Yeah. Who doesn't want to sit on a huge, next to a huge table with like a fucking buttload of banana like, leaves and all this food and all and you're like doing 30 is like 30 different dishes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you both did the like, same thing. Your hand, you know, like That's that might best. be kind of hard to do now, but... But no, but like that it's, and it's, it's, it's the thing, the thing is that it creates an environment. It creates an ambiance. It creates, and just mm. like at any other Filipino household, like you, it's family. Like, so right, that's what they right, create. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and that, that's kind of like the community part, I think is what has worked in keto. Cause it's like, there's a home for Filipino people within keto. That's very specific. And I think it's really cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just it. so it's it like. On the surface, it seems random, but it's not when you dive in. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Think about it. You you come into, you want to, you come into your food and like, I had seen this, like I'd seen this on something. What was it? Some person, like these are the misperceptions of keto, right? You have, and I saw this on Twitter and someone was saying like, keto food is diminishing cultural food because you just really just want to give you white food. And I was like. And I saw that and I'm like, you obviously don't know anything about, yeah, yeah. Trust me when I saw that, they were basically saying like, saying that like, if you do keto, then you're not supporting your own culture or some bullshit. Right. And so I was kind of like, that's completely false and really wrong. And you're completely spinning the idea that it has to do with this. It doesn't. What it does is that it just allows you to change your process of how you think and you approach things. So like you can still have your culture's food. You just are kind of like getting rid of like the rice, you know, subbing right. something else. Maybe have more like this. And I and that's why I was kind of like, you can have Filipino food. You can still have the stuff that you love. You just don't need to eat all the other stuff with that comes with it. And you can edit it to yourself. And I think that's mm. what was important about Filipino is like you have this huge community that we relied on heavy rice noodles like just like other asian communities we had all this stuff but if you think about a lot of our food it's it's all um it's a melting pot of shit like there's spanish influences japanese influences there's all these influences in filipino food so you're really breaking it down being like okay what i can't have this so how can i sub it out or what can i have with it and you're really just like making your own and i think that's what was really important about the filipino community because they're allowing themselves to have food of their culture not they're not depleting it they're not getting rid of it but they're able to still have their this lifestyle that they want to have, and that's mm-hmm. what was important. And think about it too: a lot of people in the in the Filipino community they have high blood pressure, they have diabetes. I mean, they have a lot of issues going on, and so a lot of times they have to really change their diet. And they're like, "How can I give up rice?" It's like you can; it can be done. Let's let's get through it. Let's show you how it can be done. And that's kind of the beauty of that in the Filipino community, keto community, you know. So, 
I love it. It was nice. I love it. That's so cool. I didn't actually know that um, that you were kind of a, a an early influence on the growth of the yeah. kind of hashtag the, for the keto movement, which is really cool. It, it's it, it was so and, funny. And it's a community. It, I know you don't want to take credit. In general, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was more like, let's just bring awareness to it. Let's have fun with it. Like just like I remember we were talking before. I said I like to have fun with my food. I like to have mm-hmm. fun with the way that I approach things. So why not have fun with Filipino food? Why not continue this this to allow this in your life and have fun with it and figure out the best way to do it? Like, yeah. you know, well, and, and that's so, basically what it was. So let's dive into that because it's one of the things that I really love about you. We talked about this a little bit in our lost recording um, mm-hmm. the first time, but um, what's cool about this conversation is that we we have no overlap. This is a totally different conversation than we had before. Yes, it is. So much fun with you as always. So let's let's speak let's speak on fun because I think that you just kind of talked about like sometimes you have to make substitutions to make things work. You right. want to make your food fun, you want to make your account fun, which you do because you do a lot that isn't just food on your account. Like you just right. have a lot of like humor and lifestyle and all kinds of stuff. Like your nails, like you name it. Like you're just this is me, this is my life, like, you know, and have a lot of fun with that. Um with the food specifically, though, I know you just mentioned that like kind of silly Twitter comment. Do you feel yeah. like both in and out of the Filipino community, like even beyond that, like, do you get a lot of keto police? <laughs> do you get a lot of like any more? Because I, I think there was like a moment where that was like a big issue. It seems to be yeah. kind, of, kind of leveling out. But I don't know, like a lot of your food is so sexy and so food porn and has, you know, keto wraps and keto bread and like sandwiches that that when I when I post that or talk about it in my stories, people are like, that's not clean. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I think people live. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what? it's so funny is that I really think it's like the people that follow me. Like I have followers that like literally know, like they follow me and they like know exactly what I'm portraying. And so like, they know, like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm kind of dirty, you know? And so I don't really get a lot of keto police, maybe in the beginning. I think it depends too, if, if, if like my posts get shared on different platforms. So if like, if I post like something and, uh, you know, another keto Bible or another, you know, page reposts it. Obviously, those people, I mean, I get shit saying, ew, those nails are disgusting, or ew, um, pasta is not keto, or ew, this. And it's like, those people don't know who I am. And so they kind of just are looking at it from that perspective. But I don't really get much people on my page. Um, Maybe I think in the very beginning I did because I was much more of like a cleaner keto. So I had a lot of cleaner followers. So anytime I would post like anything, whether it be like fruit or like. Oh, I see. As you transitioned around. As I transitioned. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, so I think I posted something with like carrots once. So like carrots aren't keto. And I was like, carrots can be fucking keto. It's fine. As long as you're not eating a oh, fucking butt. Preach. You're not sitting there eating a whole bag of them, you know? Just a little bit is okay. Um, but I haven't really experienced as, as much. And, you know, it's 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 cool. Like, I mean, knock on wood or whatever. I mean, my people that follow me are pretty, are pretty nice, are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I get an occasional rude person here once in there, and I just think that they don't like they don't follow me. They're just like, just talking shit, just to talk shit. I'm like, okay. yeah, 
I mean, that that's actually, I have the exact same experience. I rarely get people who are like not nice who like actually follow me. But if something mm -hmm. goes beyond, has like a little viral moment, hits explore, yes. gets reshared. Oh, it's on. It's like crazy. <laughs> so I definitely understand what you mean. And part of that though is like as content creators, I'm not going to use the I word yet. Um, as content yeah. creators, we have to kind of build and like just be ourselves and build an authentic community that is there that wants to be there. Yeah. And like, even when we were talking, and I'm not going back to that space, but even when we were talking about 21, like if y'all don't like my politics, like that's cool. This community may not be for you. And, and like, exactly. I'm, I'm okay with that. And it goes the same thing with my food. Like my food is not, first of all, I don't really think like clean, dirty, lazy, any of those labels really help anyone. Cause like I can be dirty one day and then I'm sparkly clean the next and then I'm carnivore. Exactly. And it's like, okay. Um, you know, so I don't really think those labels are, are particularly helpful. Um, in fact, I think they can be damaging for people who are like new to keto and are like, oh, yes, I, I got to find like, I got to be this one thing. And it, I don't know. It's, it's so there's so much information when you first come into keto, like you don't. And that was the one thing when people always say like, what do I, I want? I just want to do it right. I just want to make sure that I'm doing it perfect and right. Because mm -hmm. when you're doing something for weight loss, you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can so that it, you succeed. So they come into this lifestyle thinking they need to do everything. Like they're like, they're like, okay, I'm going to follow Chef Michael. He's great. He's lost his weight. I'm going to follow every single thing that he's done. Now, granted, it might not work for them, you know, and it might, they might be like, Hey, you know, I did everything that you did. Why am I not losing weight? Well, there could be a lot of reasons, but also another main reason is because you're you, you are <laughs> not me. You do things differently. So your body could be affected differently. Maybe you need to cut this out. I think that's the misperception about when you have content creators or influencers that promote this type of, that promote like weight loss. You know what I'm saying? Not like we're sitting here going like, this is, I lost this weight, I lost this weight. But when yeah, in reality, when you think of keto, keto is more of just like, we're changing our eating habits. We're changing our lifestyles to be healthier, but also a significant um, factor is weight loss in it. So people follow us because they want, they want to change their life. They want to change their life. They want to do better. They want to lose weight. They want to figure out how to eat better for them. So that's what they look to us for. But at the end of the day, we're human and we do things differently. So I always right. tell people, I say, look, like if you're following me to do this, like I can give you tips. I can give you tricks. I can give you food examples of what I create. What worked for me. It doesn't mean it won't work for you. You right. may not work for me you know, work for you, whatever. So right. I always tell them that I give them that warning. I said, this may not work for you. This is right. what worked for me. Here are my tips. But if you feel like this may not work, then please, by all means, edit it, do your own version. That's what you, you need to do at the end of the day. Right. You have to well, do and that's why, that's why, like, I think there's so many different approaches to keto in the sense, like, what yeah. are you trying to accomplish? If you're trying to like lose weight in 30 days, that's very different than maybe like, the way that you are eating today where like this is just your life and you're not yeah. like understanding your goal and like what you're trying to accomplish and then making decisions around that is really important like it they like, some of the things that i eat like a big uh cast iron skillet like covered in cheese and gooey things and all the cream and all that good stuff and someone's mm -hmm. like oh my god like wait is this recipe really 500 calories a serving i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is and, like I'll my eat, I'll, and I'll eat three servings. Watch me. Dude, like that's that my, cookie that you know? I made? You know that 
You know that cookie that I made? Yeah. That big one, the Le- mm-hmm. Levon. The little fat one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So everyone's like, so what are the macros? And I was like, I'm going to just tell you right now, one cookie is about 460 calories. It's like however many grams of fat. It's only six net carbs, but it is a bitch. Like, and I'm telling people, I'm like, you don't, you don't, you can have this, like you can do it, but like I'm doing it for myself. I'm enjoying it. So if you're on a more of a deficit and you're doing your own version of keto, like maybe you don't want to do that whole recipe, like, or you want to half it, but like your version of keto is completely different as like someone that's like, Oh, I don't eat dairy. I can't have dairy. It's like, well, you might want to edit my recipe then a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think that this, like the policing of keto and the labeling of keto and like, the shame around keto. It's kind of like, what was the point of coming to this space? Because what the whole point of keto is like getting a healthy relationship with food. While yes. Like, I agree. 100%. What's the point of coming in? And then like, I had enough shame in the real world around like, you know, I, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I just don't understand keto people who set this tone. Like I've, I've accidentally said that, some things in like a Facebook group, like a local Facebook group and was just like torn apart. Cause I'm like, Oh, a little bit of butternut squash helps thicken a soup. And that's not keto. I'm like, Facebook's a, crazy. A quarter cup of butternut squash in a whole pot of soup. And we're talking butternut squash. All right, go ahead and eat your quest bar. I'm going to okay. use a quarter cup of butternut squash, like get off me and okay. also rethink whatever the hell it is you're talking about. If you think carrots, and butternut squash and sweet potato are the enemy. Are bad? Right. Like, you need to just, like, take a step back and I mean, evaluate that. And and this policing of keto food and this, this is keto in this column and this is not keto in that column is so unproductive, which is why I get mad. I'm like, this is why I'm very, like, fuck the police. <laughs> like, fuck okay. the police. Like, don't tell it, me what I need. But it, yeah, it's just You're like... Just- like, well, look, it's it's like, don't tell me who, what is right and what's wrong, because at the end of the day, this is what does works for me. It's, I think it's just like in any scenario, it's like, if you, if this is what works for you and you, like you said, if you're, if you want to have some carrots, if you want to have a fucking few fruits, people was like, well, I thought you can't have fruit on keto. Like, isn't it sugar? It's like, yeah, I mean, you, like, you don't want to have a lot of it. Everything right. I, I think people need to understand is that like everything can be done in moderation. At the end yeah. of the day, if you are trying to build a better relationship with food, whatever kind of foods you have need to be eaten in moderation. Yes. That is the biggest problem in most communities that people don't understand. Like, yeah, granted, if if I want to be like, hey, this weekend I really want to have a piece of cake. Okay, a piece of cake with real sugar. Right. I should be able to be like, look, like I'm going to have things in moderation because at the end of the day, we're not trying to be keto for the rest of our lives. We are trying to just be, we're trying to be ourselves and not have to have this like guilt that comes with eating food. So right. if you build a better relationship with realizing like, look, I can still eat these things as long as I eat it in moderation and not feel shit for the, the next day, it should be fine. And, and that not is feel like you can't share it with your community and not feel like you exactly. can't post it or share it without getting attacked. Like mm-hmm. that is not community. And that, I think it just sours the community. I also think when, like, I try to think about it like, oh, and let me just preface this by saying like, again, the goals matter. Like if you're somebody yeah. who's doing keto for medical reasons, your goals are gonna look really different than somebody in just like maintenance, whatever. So like, 
goals matter with keto. But the, what I was going to say is like, imagine if you're finally brave enough to say like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to see what's up with this keto thing. And then you come in here into this like keto community and you're like, join a Facebook group in your city or whatever it may be. And then you're just like attacked. And they're rude. Facebook and they're came. rude. Facebook it's is like, fucking rude. This is why people think keto people, this is why people think keto people are crazy. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm like convinced of it that like people think keto people are nuts because like, it's like this mentality of like, you're all, in order to be successful on keto, you have to be a hundred percent perfect, super clean. Blah, 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 blah. And if you're dirty, it's dangerous and it's unhealthy and it's lazy. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Just eat one keto dinner a night, feed your kids one keto dinner a night. You're going to feel that much better. Like stop looking at it as this like all or nothing diet culture, crash diet, willpower based structure, because that shit doesn't work. Willpower doesn't, no, it doesn't. work. Willpower works for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. At some point, willpower doesn't work. So like, then yeah. what? Yeah. I I think it's so funny because people were like, when I first started doing it, everyone was like, so do, do you cheat? I was like, well, I don't call it cheats. I just call it like allowing myself to I indulge a little bit. Yeah, I just eat. And they're like, so what happens? What happens when you cheat? And it's like, uh, I just go back to eating normal. Like, it's not a, in the very beginning when I first started doing, I, when I first cheated, when I first allowed myself to eat something, I felt so much guilt. I was just like, oh my God. And because I didn't know, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I eat that. And I remember people in my, people in my comments were just like, you know, you don't have to feel bad for eating that. Like you can just go on about. And then I realized, and I was like, it's a mental thing. We're coming from this culture we're coming from you know thinking that like if we eat badly that we're all that it's just so bad and that we have to you know we feel shame for it and we really have to change our perspective because at the end of the day we should just be able to enjoy life we should be able to enjoy a meal not feel bad for it and then keep it moving and then the next day that's why i tell people i said if you want to have a cheap meal if you want to go out to dinner and have a great nice dinner and have a plate of pasta with your significant other and you know enjoy this do it do by all means, go for it. Enjoy it. Don't fucking make any type of, you know, apologies for it. Enjoy it. And then guess what? The next day, have your keto meal. Yeah. Have your yeah, whatever. Yeah. Enjoy it because those are the moments that are important when you're in this, when you transition from being very like in this lifestyle. So like when people lose the weight and then guess what? They're in maintenance mode. What do they do then? How do they, how do they act? That's the real testament after being in this community is that like you can lose the weight in like eight months, but then how do you maintain it for three years, four years, years. 10 years? Yeah. Exactly. Right. You have to think you can't always be 100% keto. And the, and the maintenance keto. piece is about the healthy relationship with food. It's about, like you said, like knowing moderation, knowing, catching mm-hmm. yourself when you're emotionally eating, binge eating. Then you bring these other factors that start to come together. And it's not just about like this perfect thing. It's like, I'm not going to go the rest of my life without eating like, you know, X, Y, and Z foods. Like, I'm not going to go the rest of my life going to Mexico and not eating a taco or going, you know, like it's just, we're, it's not going to happen. So like, why don't we just find ways of like working on that and finding healthy thing? I think the shame is a problem. And it's definitely like a topic that I get really fired up about if you can't tell, because I just think it's so unproductive and ends up. Like at the end of the day, I'd rather people be 10% healthier than like be perfectly keto for two weeks and then run away because they're like, oh, this is too I, hard. I, 
and then Agreed. go back to like McDonald's and and cake every night. Like there are ways of making this work that are sustainable, that are happy and healthy, like healthy up here and healthy for the mind. And I just think I do think the the tone has changed a little bit, like the conversations changed. I think the keto police have somewhat died down however yes now there's this new labeling thing that drives me a little nuts with oh this, my like, god with like uh, it, i saw something the other day someone was, like, and... someone was like um i saw something on some on something on like a person's story or like a repost something and they're like oh i just had this really delicious yogurt too bad it has sucralose and i just did this and it's like okay like you're not eating a bag full of sucralose. You're having sucralose. Did it affect you? Are you, did you gain like five pounds from it? Like, you know, it's, yeah, I think if you're yeah. smart, if you're smart about what you want to eat and you watch it and you're, and if your body, like say for example, if your body really reacts to maltodextrin and like to the point where you're like, this is not good for me, then obviously you're going to be like, I can't have it. It has maltodextrin. Like I, right, my right. body reacts to it. I can't have it. Mm. But some people are just like, ew, I would never get that product. It's got this like, ugh, like yeah. how could you eat that? That's so dirty. Why would you, why would you promote a product that has this? Or why would you talk about it? It's like, cause I like it. I like this product. This shit doesn't do anything to me. I can still have this and be fine. Why is that so difficult for you to understand that I can still Thank have you. this product? Right. And if you can't, then, then don't, don't eat it. Yeah. There's yeah. so and, much. And maybe stuff. three years down the line, you're like, I'll work. Like, like everybody can just have their own journey. And, and what you said about the yogurt, I thought was interesting. Cause it's like, oh my God, a yogurt that is sucralose. Well, or like shaming somebody for drinking a diet Coke. I'm like, look, if you is, is drinking a can of diet Coke good for you every day, that's a decision you can make for yourself. But if that diet Coke got you off of the regular Coke, can we just applaud that moment? Can we applaud okay. that they made a sugar-free, that they had a sucralose-based sugar-free yogurt instead of the decision to have Yoplait today and like okay. acknowledge that and just like recognize that like any step in the right direction is just that. It's a step in the exactly. right direction. Like get off of it. Like <laughs> just like- it's, it's, it's- I, I totally, totally agree with you with this whole like labeling thing. Cause like I, I've been seeing it, an influx of it lately. Like you just said, keto police is kind of down and down. Now everyone's just talking about these, all these labels. And, and the reason being is because the keto community, the amount of products that we have is immense now in comparison yeah. to like a few years ago, we barely had right. shit, you know? So like you really could like look at stuff. Whereas like now it's just like, I mean, you have all the subscription boxes that come with like 10 to 12 snacks in there. You're trying all these things. You know, companies are literally producing every single, like all the time keto stuff. And it becomes like an influx, I mean, influx, but it's just, there's so much stuff. You don't really know what to choose. And everyone's trying things. I mean, you have, I mean, people can have like their own cereal. Kind of, anyways, there's going to be products that have dirtier ingredients, whether it be like specific things you can't have or whatnot. It's, it's what you choose to have in your daily regimen. If you mm -hmm. decide like, look, like I, I want to have this yogurt. It might have sucralose, you know, it might have that, but I enjoy it and I'm going to have that instead of this. And I just think that if people are just like, ew, 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 ew. it's like, just get over yourself, get over yourself. Yeah. Like if yeah, you don't it's, want it's it, then you don't want it. Then you don't want it. And if you, if you want it, go for it. Like uh, three years in, sure. I, I like 
I think my keto now is cleaner than it was at the beginning. For other people, they might start clean and end up being more loose later for maintenance. That's let, me. Let, and I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I was super like kind of just anything that wasn't sugar or, or carbs. Like I'll take any of the substitutes. I had all the snacks. I had the keto crates and all those things in the beginning. Now I'm like yeah. just whole food based, no packaged goods, no real keto desserts unless I make it. That's me though. But I, I still feel very firmly that it's not productive to set this tone of like, this is why I don't yeah. even like the word dirty keto or lazy keto. To me, the words dirty and lazy are insulting and like kind of make it sound like you're doing something wrong. Like you're, you're not, like, yeah, you're not doing yeah, it the if, right way. Right. Like you're not as elevated as those of us that do whole foods only clean keto. Like you're, you're below us in a certain sense and I'm just over it. And I think that's kind of the new keto police. And it's I, yeah, it is a little bit. And I'm, I'm just, I think it's important to have this like discussion. Cause I'm like, if you are coming from eating a standard American diet with you know, cereal and a sandwich and pasta and dessert every day. And then you come to keto and like you eat yogurt with sucralose. Like, I just want to applaud you, not shame mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's a, it's definitely like the new keto police. I think before, I think the conversation is changing around like ingredient, whole ingredients to some extent, like carrots a couple of years ago, things like that were like, oh my God. Yeah. And now I think that it's, it, there's still people like that, especially in Facebook groups. Um, oh, I, still I refuse, like that. refuse to go on Facebook yeah, yeah. groups because I, I remember one time I was like on one Facebook group and I posted like, you know, the side by side. And I kid you not, I had like 500 comments of people basically berating me saying that I was fake. I was fraudulent that I wasn't who I was. I had people in my deep, my inbox, my messengers, like saying like, why would you post like what, whose real picture is this? It was, in, and I'm just like, this is crazy to me that people are yeah. so determined to tear people down instead of congratulating them on their journey that they're so, they're so like, this can't be true. I would rather believe that you didn't do that. Like, this is not you than to being like, congratulations. So yeah. I refuse to yeah. go into Facebook groups because they approach everything with negativity to start with. It's never congratulated. Like, that's just the community it is for some fucking reason. Um, but I yeah. want to touch back what you said. So I think one of the reasons why, too, some people, um, keto police, um, specific people, when, when you have, they say, oh, you know, influencers and content creators and stuff like that, they have this responsibility, obviously, to give correct information. So you get hit more as an influencer because people look to you for inf- correct information. So if you give information that's like, well, why would you say that? That's wrong. Like, why would you do that? Why would you promote this? And it's like, people need to understand is that like, we're not put on a pedestal, but no one's on a pedestal. We choose things that we enjoy. This is what works for us. This is what we're promoting. If you do not like it, please find somebody else that does do that because the people that do follow me relate to me in this sense. This is what they relate to. They see the things that I like, they enjoy it. Like they're on their own journey. If it helps them, it helps them. But then there are people that are just like, well, why would you promote this? This is us. And this is like, because this is what I enjoy. And I didn't realize that I, just because I, you have a platform, you need to be like, like perfect. Like that's not the case. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I, I think people get so like, um, what's the term? 
they just want to find something wrong with somebody. Like they say, yeah. oh, you know, Michael, Chef Michael, he's so successful and he's doing this, but he's promoting this. Like, why would he do that? He should be like, he should be promoting this and this and that because of that's his platform. It's like, well, who do you decide what I, what I talk about, what I like enjoy? If yeah. I enjoy this, like why, why does that matter to you? If you don't like it, then you can right, right. force yourself out. But I've, I've noticed that I've noticed people like, are just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they promote that? I like, agree. And that's definitely the trap. Cause I, I think we were talking about this before. Like, I don't think we had necessarily planned to be like quote unquote influencers. And it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for. Cause there's, there's a double-edged sword with it. Yes, um, there is. You know, we're just who we are. So it's not necessarily going to work for everybody. I I hope that there's people's like people that I've really impacted positively. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that I haven't, or like that have left because I wasn't for them. And I'm, I'm not like mad at that. I, I think it's just an, a question of like respect. Like, mm. you know, if you're not interested in a tattooed Filipino mama with long nails putting putting food porn out with cheese poles okay. and sexy sandwiches like okay. good for you if you're not into a a, a big gay jewish chef that's gonna be like okay. you know like uh, that's cool it's fine you know um we hope that we can provide some value because of our journeys and because of what we're passionate about but if it's not there's no reason to be mean about it exactly <laughs> you, know? you don't need um, to vote that's the problem I feel like with social media is that if they don't like something, they will vocalize it, why they don't like it. And they will tell you to your face. And look, I, back in my twenties, you know, I used to be much more vocal about the things that I didn't like and stuff like that. And I mean, obviously now in my thirties, I realized I'm like, what does that do for me? That doesn't do anything. What does that do mm. for those people? It doesn't do anything. Like you, by you being overly negative and you vocalizing how much you hate something, what does that do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It just makes you look like a fucking asshole. That's it. You know? Yep. And so it's like, if you want to have a conversation with me about like why you don't like it, or you're just like, you know, I know you promote it or, you know, you really like this product, but I just feel like it just didn't do this for me. And I trust me. I have people in my DM that tell me all the time. I will have a conversation with you. I will be like, oh no, I'm sorry that that, that happened with you. Like, let's talk about it. Because at the end of the day, I'm okay with having a conversation. I can have a conversation even if you and I do not agree eye to eye. You can be so vocal about something and we can have a conversation. But when people are just going on your social media or leaving negative shit just to be a dick and there's no real reason for it, I don't I don't understand that. I don't get right. why people need to do that. Like, what is what do they get no. out of that by you vocalizing no. that? No, and like, you know, it's funny how this is almost like tying together a lot of things that we've talked about yes. and like, race politics uh -huh. you name it like uh, we're not all going to agree um we're, we're just not and nor should we like i think it would be weird if everybody that i saw on instagram was like exactly the the, the same politics exactly. and the same lifestyles like we're different ages races genders uh our approaches to keto and health and nutrition i have friends a lot of friends that aren't keto friends that are keto like i, I just think it's an important message like can we all just be like a we kinder <laughs> to each other um, because like you don't have to agree with every recipe or every value that I hold, but it's not super helpful um, to leave negativity. And I also think uh -oh. when you speak negativity to somebody else, you yourself absorb some of that energy too. Oh, 110%. Right? 110%. Right? 100. 
I think we talked about this like on the last phone call. Remember I told you, I was said everything, your, your words, it's all manifestation. Everything that you speak, it comes out and you manifest that whether, however much you want. So if you're constantly being negative, constantly, you're manifesting it. So you're, you're, you're divulging into negativity. So if that's all you're spewing, then that's all you're going to get. You know, like if you focus on the negative, that's all you're going to get. So it's like, for me, like I said, when when I deal with people like keto police or people like this, I just choose to not address it. Like there's been plenty of times people have been in my DMS and they say some really out of pocket shit. And, and then, you know what I do? I just delete it and block them. I just delete I don't it. Even, exactly. I don't even give them an opportunity to talk to because me that way. Because they just want attention or something. They just want attention. Know. They just, they yeah. just, people just want to get your attention. They want a reaction and you just can't give it to them. And I think that's the way sometimes you just have to approach life because at the end of the day, not everyone's going to agree with you. Just like that. At the end of the day, not everyone is going to like, you know, what you give to your social media platform, who you are. Not only was going to like who I am, you know, and I can't sit there and try to plead my case with every single person. Be like, like me, like me, like me. Cause like, that's exhausting. And no one's going to fucking always like you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I just think that like with everything, like you said, it's just people like just need to be nicer. Um, but also too, people like people just don't need to always vocalize shit that, I just don't yeah. agree with some of the things. I'm just like, no, why? What's no, the point of that? No, what's the point? Yeah. And like, it's not just towards influencers. Like, I just want anybody listening. And I'm sure most people, people if not everybody here, because they're probably following one of the two of us. And like, you know, our vibe, you know, we're like chill mm-hmm. all day. Like, you know, nothing but love here. And so I, I hope that none of the listeners are like trolls or anything right now. And so like, but we'll, even find, out. Su- we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> but even on like a subtle level, if you're like in a space and this is keto or not, this is anything, but if you're in a space yeah. and you're about to type a comment, that's like, Oh, that's not like, I would just say like, maybe just take one second and ask like, why we, we were taught at a young age. Like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nice it at all. Like, can we, can we bring that back? <laughs> can we bring back kindergarten? Yeah, like yeah. like I, I just, I think it just takes like one second of saying like, hold on, (laughs) what is this going to accomplish? Because like, it's not just within influencer spaces. I was listening to a podcast and it was talking about how um, the rise of anxiety had a spark jump within teenagers the exact year that smartphones became like, you know, and so basically, and now every generation younger, um, like Gen Z has exponentially higher um, anxiety levels than millennials and similarly it goes up. So these kids are sitting here and like, this is the culture of social media, especially yep. with younger kids, like go on TikTok, the comments are even worse. And so this idea of like collectively, there is just not a nice vibe happening right now on social media in many ways. No. And it's creating so much anxiety where people feel like they can't be themselves. And well, I, I just and, like, and, and I want to fight that a little bit. I had no, and you know what it is too? It's like, we come from, I mean, we're, we're considered millennials, but we came from fucking, we came from the rise of the, of the internet, you know? So yeah. like we, we, we experience all these new platforms from the very beginning, whether it be like AOL chat rooms and, you know, all those different platforms, like everything that, that, this, these new generations are experiencing, we literally saw it. So we were able to also experience life without a smartphone. 
Like when mm. I was, I remember I, I was seeing something like, um, when I lived in New York, okay, I lived in New York when I was like um, 20, 21, 2021. I didn't have, I had a phone, okay? And it was just a phone that whatever, but it had no fucking social media on there. You mm. couldn't take pictures really. You had to use, still use a camera. Like it didn't have any of that stuff. So we just used our phones just for like an actual, like regular fucking phone. Like just a phone call, calls. texting, that's it. Yeah. 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 And the fact that our phones now have given people so much access to other people and allowed you, but you're so, so you're basically opening yourself up to so much shit. Um, it can be, it's really detrimental. Yeah. And so you have Gen Z who grew up on social media. They grew yeah. up understanding that like, that is what their reality is, is this social media, this perception, what they put out mm -hmm. there, they put their best foot forward on social media, not in real life. I mean, you think about it, there's a lot of people that don't even know how to really like socially interact with each other because they only know how to do it on the fucking phone. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and that's what's that? scary because from that it spews hate because people have yeah. so much access to being behind a fucking screen that they don't, they're not putting themselves out there. They can be whoever the fuck they want and they could say whatever they want and they could spew hate all the time. So when you have a younger generation that's dealing with this from the very beginning, they don't know how to take themselves out of it. They don't know how to be like, I'm going to mm -hmm. put my phone down. That's not reality. Mm. They don't know how to do that. You know, I'm thinking and about like, the conversation and I'm just curious if like, I, because we were all on our phones so much in 2020, I wonder mm -hmm. if that's like help kind of started create such a denigration of like the culture because we all like lived on our phones in 2020 because we were stuck at home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And also to your point about like so much negativity coming out your phone, I had this visual of exactly where you started the conversation with like, put the black crystals around it. You gotta put it on the fucking phone. But, you have put the black put crystals around it. And I, I mean, I turn, my shit goes automatic. Like I programmed it into my iPhone. Do not disturb starts at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come back till 6 a.m. And mm -hmm. I don't look at Instagram. I don't look at Clubhouse, social media, none of it late at night because it's like, I don't even want that energy. And I highly recommend that people try that. They put their phones automatically on silent, do not disturb, whatever it is. They turn off those push notifications. They don't look at their phone after like six, seven, 8 p.m. at the latest and take some breaks from social media. I just came off a, a seven day social media fast as I, some people Ooh. call it, just like a break from social media. Ooh, it's refreshing. It's nice. like, yeah, it it like filled it. my soul back up. Like mm -hmm. it's, I can't recommend it enough. I know it's, I think it's imperative because we have to remember, like we, we know what it's like without social media. We know exactly like granted social media is great for us, like in a lot of different platforms, but it can be very detrimental to us in general. So like, I mean, there are moments I tell my husband, I'm just like, we need to have some time together. Like not, I mean, obviously on our phones. Um, so like, we'll watch, we'll like, we'll play, um, that game, Rumi crew, Rumi crew, we'll play cards. Like we're like, we're like old people. <laughs> I mean, cube, yeah, we're like old people. Like we love, we love, we love a good card game. We love dominoes. Yes. We love fucking board yes. games. So we'll sit there and just play for hours. And it's like, those are nice moments or reading yes. or watching oh, a good movie. Speaking of, I gotta, uh, I'm gonna send you, it's just called The Mind, but I'm like obsessed with this new game and it's super simple, but you, you have to basically mind read each other. And it's like this, there's like, no, it's the simplest thing. You just have to mind read like what numbers you, cards you guys have have you heard of this uh -huh. I, uh -uh. It's like, is it a, it's like an actual game it's like just a, a it's like game? a card game it's a it's a okay. well, i wouldn't even call it a board game there's no board it's just a card game it's a simple deck of cards 
And it's like, at first you're like, wait, am I missing something here? Like, there's gotta be some rules I'm missing, but it is like a complete mind fuck. And it's called really? the mind because you're supposed like, and you do this little routine where you like close your eyes and put your hands and you're like, all right, we're going to start reading each other's minds. And you have to like, kind of like guess when the people in the room. And so at first we're like, I want to play that. We what love- is happening? You got to like feel each other's energy and like feel the time passing and like kind of without saying a word or making any like I want to do that. It's just a deck of cards and it is. I mean, all that. Send me all that info. I want to okay, do that. Like, okay, I want okay. to do all that shit. Like, we, we are, we <laughs> and we're going to sit down. We're going to do some readings. We're going we're gonna to keep talking okay. about all the freaky shit because there's mm-hmm. something going on right now. Um, there's okay. something happening in my life and in your life. But uh, <laughs> always happy to talk to a fellow Virgo and just yeah. your, I, I adore you, girl. That, this was so much fun. Um, Thank you so much for being here. And Thanks definitely anybody me. listening, make sure to find more of Desi. Desi, can I call you that? I've never called you that before. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It just came out. I don't think I've ever called you that before. You can find I more like, Desi. I mean, Desi yeah, works for me. It just came out. Uh, but Desiree can be found on um, social media at Keto SB, but that's spelled Keto S B I H. Like it's coming, yeah. it's coming up on the screen right below you right now if you're on YouTube. Uh Keto S B. You met her husband, Keto S. Husby. Husby. Really, really cute play on words, by the way. Um, but thank you so much for being here. I'm gonna kick you okay. off camera so that I can talk some shit on the bonus episode. For those of you guys listening or watching right now, okay. catch me on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash chef Michael. I'm gonna film a little bonus episode where I talk privately about my thoughts and reflections about what we talked about today with Desiree. Um, so that's at again, patreon.com slash chef Michael. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Redmond Real Salt. They have the best salt in the business. I'm not kidding guys. Uh, it really is the salt that I use every day, especially with all like the mixture of electrolytes they have in their salt. It's all natural. It's just, it's just really tasty. Yeah, it really is. So that's uh redmond.life, not redmond.com redmond.life again, coming up here at the bottom. Um, and you can go and shop there for a bunch of cool products and uh, use the discount code Chef Michael for 15% off. If you haven't yet, maybe check out New Keto Cooking, the cookbook that just hit the market a couple months ago and is making waves in the keto community because it is not the same old diet food that you're seeing everywhere I got else. It. It's definitely a new approach to keto. Desiree knows. I, I appreciate it. you guys so much. Thanks for being on this episode. If you want more information, go to chefmichael.com slash podcast with the dash chef dash michael.com slash podcast. I'll see you guys on the next episode. And thanks again to Desiree. Thank Bye, guys. You. Bye. Bye, girl. Sure.